Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Game Changers Devotional. We are so glad you made us a call this morning. If this is your first time on the call, we're glad to have you here. We don't think that anybody shows up on the call by accident. We feel like that God leads everyone here that needs to be on the call. I want to remind you that we are available uh, on Spotify. If you type in Game Changers Devotional, you should be able to find us. Uh, If you go to Google and type in Game Changers Devotional, you'll probably see a multitude of other platforms where you can pull up the uh, uh, devotionals that we have. And uh, we also have a Facebook page that you can uh, follow, and I try to get those put on there. And sometimes I'm a little bit behind getting those on there, but I I ask that you bear with me on that. Uh, This morning, Jacob James will be leading our devotional, and I want to turn it over to Jacob now. Thank you, Michael. Good morning, everyone. Um, I want to talk to you guys just about an interesting month I had. It was uh month of September and uh, kind of give you what was going on. Uh, I was listening to a sermon from our, our pastor here. Uh, I go to a church called Millbrook, First United Methodist, and uh, the title of his sermon was Good News People in a Bad News World. And uh, at the same time, going through this sermon series, I was going through diversity inclusion training. Um, with my employer, and uh, and also with walking uh, with God, and I was walking through this book of Genesis in the beginning. And um, did you know that you can walk with God? Everybody on this call, you can walk with God. And did you know even better than that is that He wants you to walk with Him. He does. And did you know that He will teach you and He'll love you right there, right there in His holy word? And not only that, not only that, He will fill you with His spirit. And now you can walk straight from His word, straight from His word with His spirit into your family into your neighborhood, your workplace, your community. God's very own spirit permeating you. So I want to talk to you about a man named Esau. And it's from the book of Genesis. And how Esau's life relates to good news people in a bad news world into diversity inclusion. But before I do so, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this morning. God, we have an opportunity. Christian people right now can meet with you and share your word. So, Father, give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and Father, please move me out of the way. Say what you want said. Teach us what you want us to know. Father, I pray these things in your name. Amen. The story of Esau, it can be found in Genesis, it's chapter 25, and uh, Esau was born to a man named Isaac, and Isaac was a good, good man, he loved the Lord, and Isaac was the son of Abraham, Father Abraham. God's plan of salvation would come through Father Abraham and his family, the lineage of Jesus that come from Abraham. But here we are, just a few generations, a grandson of Abraham. Um, Esau, the firstborn, the very firstborn of Isaac, 
to two godly men, Abraham and Isaac. And with that firstborn status came all the privileges, all the responsibilities of being the heir of that family line. And the firstborn in the Hebrew culture was given double the inheritance. And not only that, God himself ordained the firstborn as the spiritual leader of the family to carry on the family name and to carry on the good news, the gospel. Did you know each and every one of you also has a birthright? You do. You're a child of God. Every single person who is called a child of God. And do you know that God has plans and a purpose for you? Before he even created the world, he said so. You can read it. And in Revelation 4, God said you were created for his pleasure. You are. In Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. God says so. You are my masterpiece. Now, knowing that, that you're his masterpiece, do you need diversity inclusion? Do you need that, that you know you are God's very own masterpiece? And the person you meet today, the very person you lay eyes on, is going to be God's masterpiece. Wow. Now, you're going to look at people a lot differently than the world looks at them. And bias, who cares about a bias when you're God's masterpiece? And the person you're looking at is God's masterpiece. A bias is nothing. Diversity inclusion is nothing if you will read his word. And that's the question. Because he loves you and he has a plan for you. And he goes on after that in 2.10. He says, I've created you new in Christ Jesus so you'll do good things. You're going to do good things that I planned for you long ago. Bingo, you have a purpose in Christ. Not in you, in Christ. But you know what? Esau, he didn't care about that. He didn't care about God's plan. Because Esau cared about him and him only. It's all about me. Got to look out for old number one, old numero uno me. And God, you leave me alone. Esau didn't want God's plan. And he traded it for temporary, momentary pleasures fed by his appetite, his pleasures, his lust, for anything this world will sell him, anything. But, boy, the Bible sure is outdated. I mean, do you actually know anybody like that? I mean, the Bible is so irrelevant. Esau's life is so irrelevant. There's nobody right now walking among us that would trade God's word for whatever's temporary and momentary. Wow, this stuff is just no good. Divine, eternal, and heavenly rights and rewards traded for a temporary appetite. Esau had squandered it all. And he came to his younger brother, starving, nearly to the point of death. And his younger brother, Jacob, traded Esau a bowl of lentil soup for his birthright. And you know what God had to say about that? God said Esau despised his birthright. 
He despised his reputation. He despised his identity, his purpose, his heritage, his destiny as a child of God. You know what was worse than his belly starving? You know what was worse than his flesh starving? Was that he was spiritually starving. A spiritual famine. Starving so much he didn't even know his identity as God's masterpiece. That he was created for God's pleasure. And God had plans to prosper him, not to harm him. God said he traded his birthright as a child of God for a bowl of mush. Eternity for a mere second. He took what was holy and treated it as common and worthless. Okay, Jacob. Okay, Jacob James, what does this have to do with me, with us? Well, here, I'll give you five reasons what this has to do with you. And these are statistics I'm going to give you. Number one reason, every major religion in North America is growing except Christianity. Number two, we're losing 3,000 people from Christianity every day. Do you know next week when we get on this call, that's 21,000 people lost to Christianity. Almost three times as many churches are closing in the U.S. every year as being started. Number four, half of all churches in the U.S. did not add a new person through conversion growth last year. Not one new person came to Christ in half of the churches in the United States last year. And our culture is becoming more secular by the instant. No, thank you, God. I would rather be deceived. Whatever is momentary, I don't want eternal. Leave me alone. So in the month of September, I listened to people searching for identity, trying desperately to feel love, going from one place to another, one identity to another. Until I'm accepted and I'm loved here. Or maybe it's here for a little while, or then it's here. And this is what God says for you and me. For every person on this call, there are hurting people that hurt people. And we need to be there for them. Every single one of us does. We need to show that love of God. And here's what he says, Galatians 3.29. And now that you belong to Christ, and you're true children of Abraham, the Abraham we just talked about. The very promise. You are the heirs of this promise. You're the heirs of God's promise to Abraham. The very promise of salvation and spreading the good news belongs to who? You. Fill your name in. It belongs to Jacob James, Brock Nix, Michael Pate, Ken Hortzman, Jay Edwards. Whoever else is on this call, it belongs to you. Put your name there. God's story continues with you. So as Christians, we can care. We can change the culture in our workplace. Right now, led by you, we can use our time, our wealth, our gifts to serve other people, to tell them of God's great love. And Apostle Paul says, In Romans 10, 
everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. But here is the great question, Paul. And he was quoting from Isaiah. Here's the question that each of us have to answer. And Paul says, but how can they call on him to save him unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can he believe in something you never heard of? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them, bingo, that's you? And how will anyone go tell them without being sent? My friends, today God is sending you into your workplace. He's sending you into your family, into your neighborhood, to be witnesses for Jesus. Divine privileges here and now with the promise of eternal and heavenly rewards. That same Isaiah that Paul, Apostle Paul was quoting, God says, who do this? Who? Who? And Isaiah stood up and said, Lord, Isaiah 6, 8, he says, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I'll go. Father God, I just thank you so much for this morning. I've got people on this call right now that says, I'll go, Lord. Here I am. I know you. Why would I keep that to myself? Father, today the person in front of me is your masterpiece, a child of God. And that means that they matter to you. And if they matter to you, they matter to me. Father, give us your spirit. Help us to walk with you, to spend time with you each and every day. It's not going to happen if it's not a relationship. And, Father, we want to be in relation with you. So, God, I just pray for each and every person, God, that you'll give them the spirit and empower them to go into their workplace, into their family. In your name, amen.